Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care, PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. When it comes to convenient and customizable control, Corteva AgriScience's proven cereal herbicides hit the bullseye. Yeah, like that. There are options with distinct chemistries. Multiple modes of action, rotational flexibility, plus dependable agronomic support and more. Oh, nice shot. To find which cereal herbicide hits the mark for you, visit cerealherbicides.corteva.us. Okay, you can stop shooting arrows at me now. Commercial's over. Hey, that one almost hit me. All right, 86 Boxing, Boxing Haven, Joshua here, along with Slavin. How's it going, Slavin? Yeah, it's going fine. <laughs> Good that you got my name right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it right, finally. Let's see how long I can keep this up. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, we had a lot of good boxing action last night, Uh there were a number of events going on at once. We had the zone going on at the same time as the Showtime pay per view, at the same time as the ESPN card or ESPN Plus, whichever one. So, top rank match room and PBC, the premier boxing champions, all going at it head to head. But hey, it turned out to be a pretty decent night of boxing from an overall perspective. Yeah, sure did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, we can uh, probably jump straight into it then, given such. Now, I know you've seen this one, I'm sure, and this would be Vasily Lomachenko against uh, Nakatani. I can't remember his first name, but I would say that was probably the biggest fight of the weekend. Yeah, it was, uh, wow, Loma is back, of course, with a vengeance, as I thought he would be. Yeah, I know he really did a... He did his thing, and <laughs> he was simply dominant. Uh, Katani was, yeah, he was trying to to be competitive, but uh, he didn't really manage to land that much, I guess. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, all in all, he was simply <laughs> dismantled, you could say, by Loma, and uh, yeah, of course, stopped in the ninth round. So that was a good stoppage as well, I thought, by the referee. I agree. I agree. Ninth round stoppage uh, win for Vasily Lomachenko in his comeback fight after taking on Teofimo Lopez in his last fight of fighting, which uh, many felt he lost. Some felt it was a draw. There may have been a few who thought he might have won as well. But all in all, we all felt that it wasn't the same Loma we were accustomed to seeing. And what we saw here tonight was a man, or last night rather, was a man possessed, I would say. He was determined to show that he is still that guy. He should still be ranked in your top five pound for pound. And he should not be discredited for that performance that took place when he took on uh, Teofimo Lopez. Now, I don't know how much of that had to do with the shoulder for which he had surgery after the fight. But I will say that this version of Loma came out with a purpose that I hadn't really seen since Loma early on uh, when he first jumped into the scene. And he did all the things that made us sort of fall in love with the fact that this guy was one of, if not the top boxer in the world. And I give him even more kudos for the fact that he was able to do this to Nakatani, who, for all intents and purposes, is a very tough, tough fighter who showed that he's durable. And I, for one, wouldn't have thought that it would have been Loma to actually stop him. But it was Loma putting on such a display that I think that he overwhelmed anything that Nakatani could try and muster up. Yeah, and Nakatani is also, I believe, so, so far Loma's tallest opponent, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. He's like five, eleven and a half, so it's you know quite uh, yeah, quite a jump there. Yeah, yeah, height, definitely. <laughs> height disadvantage, let's see. 
Yeah, and that was very visible. You could see it at the weigh-ins and everything. So yeah. it was also going to be interesting to see how he handled that. But he passed it. He showed you if you're a shorter fighter going against someone taller, this is the type of performance you want to look at right here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He was simply he knew how to beat this guy, and yeah, just. Perfect uh, game plan, of course. Perfectly executed. Yeah, and Nakatani, you know, he had went to distance with Teofimo Lopez, and he actually gave Lopez trouble in that fight. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I saw that he did go to distance. Then I first said, well, I don't know if Loma will be able to stop him. You know, first I thought, maybe not, but then... (laughs) Just before, you know, I was supposed to make a prediction for this this group that I'm that I'm in. So I suddenly, you know, said to myself, "Well, maybe he can pull off a late stoppage." So I was, I I just picked him to win by a tenth round. <laughs> actually, yeah, tenth round corner retirement. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no mas. This was no mas chinko here. We saw yeah. tonight. No put it on him. <laughs> no yeah. Much so yeah, I think you know he's right back into the uh, playing cards as far as uh, one of the top dogs in the sport. And I feel like uh, this version of Loma against whatever version of uh, Tiafima Lopez comes about after the Combosos fight, which he has to of course go through and win. Yeah, uh, but I think that. This version of Loma focus as such, if we see him in there with Teofimo Lopez, I think that it's going to not only uh, bring out the best in Loma, but I think it may even take us to a new level as far as what we see from Teofimo Lopez. And I don't think that will necessarily be a, a bad thing. He's a young fighter, and he's shown that he's willing to get in there with the top guys, and he got in there with Lomachico at a time when a lot of the other younger fighters weren't really willing to do so. So I think that this is just going to spell for good things for both fighters moving forward. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Lopez is confident. His dad is confident, so... Uh, I think regardless of the outcome, um, it's, they seem to have the type of will to push forward, uh, win, lose, or draw. You know? You know, as I said, uh, when I was <laughs> making my – I made some prediction videos as well on YouTube. So I said I'm not sure whether the fact that Loma lost that fight, uh, even though I had it to draw. Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if that had so much to do with him being being uh, injured, or about, or if it was simply about Teofimo being so good, you know. So that's yeah. that's I think a question that will be answered if and when they have a rematch, of course. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. Now, in the uh, co-feature of that, did you catch the Rob Brandt fight against uh, Janabek? I know it was his first name. Last name, hard right, to know. Right, Janabek. No, yeah, yeah. Janabek. Yeah, no, I didn't actually. No, no. Oh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a uh, master display by the Kazakh. He uh, actually um, all but dismantled Rob Brandt. Uh, Brandt. Um, of course, um, had found some success it is in winning a title over Ariadna uh, Murata. But this fight, um, he was pretty much out of it from the jump because this Kazakh fighter, he's, he's very, very patient and very he's skilled, of course, but he's very patient and very uh, aware of uh, his placement, especially when it comes to the jab and straight. And that's what he was basically... Uh, hitting with uh, hitting Brent with uh, night, and he's a southpaw, so that just added to the mix, you know. That's what I like, you know, about those fighters from that part of the world. They are they are usually very focused and patient, you know, and <laughs> very tough, of course, usually. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, catch that fight. But I will try to to find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we've talked about this before. Those guys are coming in with a ton of amateur experience. Same with him. I know he yeah. had over 
300 amateur wins, apparently, they were saying during the broadcast. So you really can't just – you can't account for that outside of actually being being that type of fighter. You can't account for that whether you're pro or uh, amateur unless you've just been in the mix. You've seen everything when you have that number of fights. Uh, so that usually speaks to and spells for success when you do get to the next level, you know? Yeah, that's definitely something uh, you might call an advantage they have over, you know, many fighters in the West, uh, United States, who, well, may, may not all have so much, so much amateur experience. Anyway. And, yeah, it's a, it's a completely different school, let's put it that way. The, no, yeah, it is. Yeah, the Eastern school and Western, yeah, very different, I would say. Yeah. Good to go. So uh, there was also a card. The Zone had a card from Guadalajara, Mexico, and it was actually the first Canelo Promotions type of uh, card in uh, conjunction with Matchroom. So Canelo putting his uh, footprint into that promotional uh, game here uh, with this card. It, it took place, of course, in his hometown, Guadalajara. So. Uh, it had a lot of fighters out of Mexico that were involved in it. Main event, of course, being Julio Cesar Martinez against uh, Cordova, this other Mexican yeah. fighter. What is his first name? Last name Cordova. Yeah, flyweight championship on the line, WBC. And uh, I don't know if you were able to catch any of that, were you? No, unfortunately, I, I didn't. I, yeah. That's cool. another I will try to see, to, to get a hold on, at least the highlights or whatever. I know I know that guy, Martinez, I, I read that he won impressively. Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it was, uh, you know, the, the thing about it, this was their main, this was their main event. It, it was on at the same time when all three were running simultaneously, as I was mentioning. You had the Showtime oh, yeah. and the so I had it each up on three different devices. Uh, I was trying to watch a mix of them as best I could because at the same time this fight was going on, Erickson Lubin versus uh, Jason Rosario, was oh, yeah. going on, which uh, we could discuss. But it was a, a very good performance by um, uh, Martinez. And I would say that uh, Cordova, he actually showed some spark and had some fight in him as well. There were some back and forth moments and he had some – Good shots that he were able he was able to get off on uh, Martinez and Martinez he's a very exciting fighter and he's one of those fighters who seemingly has mastered the art of not having a jab because he seldom throws a jab and everything is basically a power punch in some form or fashion and he's made it work for him and I I, I just must say you, you just gotta like a fighter like that who. Hey, all things uh, considered, he's just there to fight, regardless of whatever. Forget the technique. He's just there to throw punches and do what he does. Hmm. Yeah, you got to appreciate those type of fighters. Yeah. yeah, so he maintains his title. You know, he uh, actually, you know, he had beat Jay Harris, this other little up and he was like sort of up and coming oh, yeah. UK fighter. And Jay Harris actually lost this weekend as well. That's- True, yeah, yeah. In the tenth round, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jay- he, he didn't look very, very well, very pretty after the fight. I saw the, the short interview with him. And so, then there was a little controversy on it, or something had to do with him getting hit while he was down, or something of that nature. Can't well, remember the exact details, but there was yeah. some type of controversy in that regard. But yeah, Jay- all the British fighters don't are very don't have a very good record against the Latin American fighters. That's pretty famous, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. So yeah, Jay Harris just lost to another Latin American fighter this uh, past. Um, I think it was Saturday, or maybe this was Friday. This may have been Friday. Yeah, this was Friday, I believe. He lost to another fighter. Uh, Sandoval, last name Sandoval, a, a young guy that didn't know much about Latin American fighter. He was able to stop him to the body. So, hey, the record keeps going. <laughs> but, yeah, Martinez looked good, but uh, that was on the DAZN card. So, DAZN, yeah, they've been doing a good job putting on some pretty uh, pretty decent cards. Uh, I was able to catch all of that card. Let me see what else was on there. 
anything noteworthy that some others may know of. Um, oh, yeah, they do mention the uh, Harris fight, but yeah, that took place a little bit before. But yeah, it was a pretty decent card. Um, but that aside, of course, the other big fight we know of, of course, was that Showtime uh, pay-per-view and uh, Devante Tank Davis taking on Mario Berrios uh, in what was a 140-pound, I believe, WBC regular or WBA regular, which one of the a WBA super lightweight championship, yeah. um, which is basically a 100 regular 140 pound championship. Of course, we all know that the guy at 140 is Josh Taylor. So yeah. this belt in a sense doesn't have, doesn't carry much weight. But that being said, it was a fight that took place and it's probably confusing now that I think about it for, for a casual fan to see that this was a title fight with oh, yeah. <laughs> these guys are, the guys at 140, and this was actually Davis's first fight at 140, so it's just a whole mess with what boxing is. But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was able to catch this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the highlights or anything. Um, yeah, I, I I actually saw the whole thing. That's the big fight you mean. I thought you meant the Julio Cesar Martinez Cordova fight was that. Uh, the second big fight, but oh, <laughs> you're right. oh, oh, oh. this was the, <laughs> this is definitely bigger. <laughs> yeah, wow, that was some fight. Oh man, really? I think I think both guys have actually gained uh, some new fans. I mean, Barrios for sure yeah. gained some new fans because he really showed he's he's got a lot of guts, toughness, you know. Yeah, at first it was a little, you know, Gervonta style, a little bit cautious, a little bit more defensive. And I saw that the the first three or four rounds, at the end, the score gave to Barrios because he was simply more more active. I yeah, guess. yeah. But he didn't really land that, that much. But uh, then kind of Gervonta, he kind of started to, you know, up the... Pressure the, the yeah. game, <laughs> so he and it was very brave. Of uh, in the ninth round, it was I believe when the first when virus uh, was dropped twice, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it was. I believe it was. Yeah, it was very tough. He, I mean, it was very gutsy. He got up and then he finished the round throwing, you know, and he came back for the next round again strong. And, but it was too late. He was already you know, the the damage was done, and then of course in yeah. the end, he was he yeah, and Tank had full confidence in what he was able to do at that particular point. Um, you, you could tell by how he was approaching uh, him as far as his offense that he wasn't worried about anything coming back from Barrios at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, a very good fight as well in, in terms of uh, providing that form of entertainment uh, that uh, that you know the casual boxing fan will like. I do think that um, Barrios, in a sense, uh, he 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 was a bigger fighter, of course, um, but he wasn't the type that was going to really take. Davis to that next level, and I think that he probably came into the fight um, sort of as the B-side, which is what everything indicated anyway, that he was a B-side fighter, and I think he was content with that, uh, and he had a good showing in there, but I don't think he offered anything that provided a true threat to uh, Tank in a way that, you know, fans who really follow the sport would think that uh, he was ever going to be in any real trouble or anything of that nature. And, yeah, and I think that is the thing that I want to see sort of in this next iteration of whatever it is that Tank does, who he takes on, whatever weight he's at. I want to see him take on someone that we're going to legitimately feel has a chance at uh, really giving him a fight. Uh, yeah. To this point, I, I still feel that his best win is uh, – 
Jose Pedraza and I feel it's looked even better as time has gone on, especially seeing what Pedraza has done. That being said, I haven't had uh, a feeling even with Leo Santa Cruz uh, in in that fight that these were fighters uh, that were going to really trouble Davis in a way that, you know, I viewed it as one he could potentially lose. Uh, of course, anything could happen, but you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Paris was just there. Uh, it was just, uh, <laughs> how, how should I say it, uh, a stepping stone, I guess, for uh, Davis to take also another world title and, you know, just uh, look good against a guy who is so much taller, you know, and bigger. I guess like a, a test to his punching power, also <laughs> to see if he can stop a guy that size. You know, perhaps I don't. But uh, did you also catch Floyd Mayweather? He looked like Mister T, like <laughs> with <all those laughs> golden chains. I did, I, did make, I did make a comment about that in this group on uh, Facebook in terms of uh, his antics and him being at ringside. <laughs> he looked like he was really, you know, really, he was uh, growing. How how you say, enjoying his. Uh, Position as the big boss, you know, the big mentor. Yeah, only with Floyd is that allowed, where he can uh, shell out instructions right there at ringside in the middle of a fight, you know? <laughs> only in Vegas, right? So anything can happen yeah. in boxing, you could say. <laughs> it's just one of those things. But, um, but yeah, I think we're, we're both in agreement in that regard. Barrios. Um, if you look at his resume, of course, he hadn't really fought anybody uh, coming into this fight. So it's yeah. a wonder if there was even a title on the line in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, he was one of those, as they call them, alphabet champions. Yeah, alphabet champion at, at, to the highest order. That, but, um, that almost nobody knows that they are the champions. You know, when you find out, oh, he has a world title. Hmm. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, oh, wow, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> cool for him. <laughs> All the old timers are rolling in their graves right now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was one of those things. I think it'll be a test. We'll see what uh, what Davis's buying power is as far as this was a pay-per-view, and he um, – this might have been his second pay-per-view or something of that nature. I can't remember. This might have been his second time uh, doing a pay-per-view. I think the Gamboa fight was that. I think that was oh, a yeah. pay-per-view as well. Uh, so we'll see because there was a um, tweet. And I just had to bring this up. Where someone uh, it had a lot of activity on Twitter. Someone saying that he was a megastar. And uh, I don't think he's at that megastar level. He's a star, but a megastar. But they were throwing him in the lights, in with the likes of Muhammad Ali, um, freaking Canelo. He's not not the biggest star in the sport right now, but alone a megastar to the likes of Ali Tyson and all that. It's just this funny thing that. Uh, that we saw thrown out there, and I saw the person that posted it had got a, gotten a lot of heat. Yeah, I hope, I hope he won't. I mean, one guy said he wrote that he reminds him too much of of Broner. I hope he he will not, you know, end up like Adrian Broner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. You know, because his ego just kind of ruined his own. Whole, whole career, you might say. Yeah. So, so some things that have been thrown around now, and he even mentioned this was him being considered top ten pound for pound after this Barrios fight, where he to get the win. And I'm sorry, but I just don't think this does it. Uh, when you're talking top ten pound for pound, no. Um, you're going to need to see more. He's need. To, he's going to need to fight one of the top guys at 135, one of the top guys at 140. Or one of the top guys at 130, which um, he hasn't done yet. Unfortunately, he hasn't he hasn't fought one of the top guys yet, at least uh, in the oh, last no, few years. Yeah, it seems like he's like circumnavigated just his way through. <laughs> but I don't think he will stay at 140. I don't think this yeah. may have been just a. You know, just so he can say, oh, I won a world title at 140 as well. 
Yeah. Really be just that, you know, you know, for him because you know, he's simply I don't know, of course he, he can fight at that weight, but it's not the ideal weight for him physically yeah. I think. Because of his uh, you know, stature or all that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does next. Maybe it's uh, 135, and if so, hey, there are some guys out there. Uh, Devin yeah. Haney is one of them who uh, comes to mind who I think oh, yeah. would be a challenge for sure. That would be a really good good one, good fight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we'll see for sure. Now, on the uh, co-main for that card, it was Erickson Wilden taking on Jason Rosario, a.k.a. Banana. Yeah. Um, did you catch that? <laughs> I was just about to watch the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah. I caught it. I was able to catch it, of course, uh, simultaneously while watching something else. And I felt like both of them were looking pretty much like the same type of fighter uh, there uh, early on throughout that fight in terms of uh, both fighters having suffered uh, some stoppage losses, very oh, cautious. Right. You can see that they're skilled. And to uh, the same guy as well. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and both still somewhat susceptible to a big punch. Um, and it was actually uh, Lubin that hurt um, Rosario first. Then he had him wobbling and stumbling to the corner, and he he just barely made it to the corner. And then he came out the next round. I forget which round this was, but he came out immediately in that next round. He was able to hurt Lubin. Uh, and he actually shook Lubin up and had him uh, uh, on shaky legs before ultimately, um, you know, a round or two later, Lubin was able to kind of dial it in and, and work to that body. And it was the body shots that proved again to be Rosario's downfall. So that's what uh, allowed for Erickson Lubin to get that victory over Rosario. But I. Uh, he showed some very good moments, some flashes of what we expected from uh, Lubin, especially early on uh, in his career prior to that that fight with Charlo. But I, I did come out of it thinking that I, I don't think those cobwebs have fully been uh, shaken off from that knockout loss he took at the hands of Charlo, which was, for all intents and purposes, if we look at the if we sum up the decade or this last decade, it's going to be one of the top knockouts of the last decade. Yeah. You know, when you are a guy like Lubin, you're a puncher, a destroyer, you know. And then you get destroyed yourself. That, of course, does something to your whole ego, to everything, to your confidence. But I think he's kind of bounced back pretty well. Yeah. Recently, and I did did actually pick him to win this fight, so I, I was right. Yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, end. yeah. And I, I I did the same. I didn't post it anywhere or anything, but I was thinking the same thing. I thought it was uh close to fifty fifty, but I do give a slight edge to Lumen, uh, just given that I, I think that overall he was uh the better fighter, better athlete. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think Rosario's only, I mean, his biggest win was against Julian Williams, who himself doesn't have so much except beating Jared Hurt to his yeah, yeah. resume. So, you know, it's kind of, you don't really know what Rosario is really about. You know, we know that yeah. he can punch, of course, and he's aggressive, but you are not sure if he's really that good or he just simply had a good night against Julian Williams, so I guess yeah. uh, maybe that was the case also, simply, or he was able to nail him. <laughs> with, oh, yeah, yeah. this was a night it worked out for him. Uh, he was a better man on that night. Yeah. Um, he was able to take out uh, Williams. J-Rock. <laughs> J-Rock, but yeah, this should be interesting. So I saw a little bit of the post-fight pressure. Lubin uh, says he's ready for anyone. Uh, he didn't shy away from it, Charlo included. Um, so we'll see if that is something. He becomes a mandatory now for at least one of those titles, uh, maybe the uh, WBC or something. Yeah, no, he's always exciting to watch. I guess. I mean, uh, that that type of fighters, of course, they are uh, punches. You're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
They yeah. could seldom be boring in a way. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think it might be a, a good fight for as long as it lasts with him and Charlo should they rematch again. I do favor Charlo, um, and I do think that Charlo is going to have that psychological edge over uh, Lubit, just given mm, yeah. what we've seen in some of his last few fights. Because not only that, but I remember in Lubin's fight prior to this, he took on Terrell Goucher, who isn't really known for punching. And he was able to hurt Lubin later in the fight as well, though Lubin was over able to uh, overcome it. Um, but that just showed me that, you know, Lubin, he's going to be a, have to be a fighter that treads on thin water as far as uh, taking huge shots is concerned. So he's going to need to be flawless on offense and at all points and stay focused at all points throughout a fight and throughout each round because he can be susceptible to being hit and at this point seemingly hurt as well. So we'll see what that bodes for him as far as his title chances. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, and for my money – I think we're going to see the best two 154-pounders when we see uh, Jermel Charlo and Brian Castano uh, face oh, off. Yeah. In That's, their That's the one I'm really looking forward to. A lot of people don't know him, but he's a big guy, and, and he's tough and rugged. Yeah, Castano, yeah, he's very, very good. I mean... He hasn't been beaten, and uh, many thought that he should have gotten the decision against Lara. I, I yeah. think, you know, many people are many. So, uh, yeah, he's a guy who will definitely give Charles most likely his his toughest fight, I think, yet. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're both on the same, um, same page there. Yeah. Uh, Charles is looking very strong, of course, now. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> sooner or, or later, he's bound to, I, I think, kind of run into someone who will, you know, <laughs> yeah. beat him. That's yeah, cool. yeah, you know. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. Um, if he uh, wins this next fight, then, yeah, he deserves a legitimate consideration for that top 10 pound for pound because yeah, he will have uh, become undisputed at 154 pounds. Yeah, that's who. Uh, he will definitely have the claim, you know, to the top 10 and all that. And I think he'll be the first in the four-belt era for 154, if I'm not mistaken, to become undisputed. Yeah, there are so many in that division, I think, undisputed champions. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he'll, so he'll be uh, on, the, on the right side of history with that as well. So. Yeah, Winky Wright, he had three belts. Yeah, that's right. When he beat oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mosley. Winky. Yeah. So but, I guess at that particular time, yeah, it was just the uh, – Three, uh, three of them were being recognized. I forget which one was it. The uh, maybe WBO wasn't being recognized. Yeah, that one was not on the line. I know, not fully recognized yeah, at least. So no. <laughs> so yeah. So hey, big ups to Charlo if he can pull it off, or Castano as well. Yeah. That uh, it's uh, the same case if he takes all of those belts. So it's a big he fight. Seems- he seems to be more willing to face you know, the best than his brother right now, anyway. Yeah, say. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we had... Did we have a discussion on those fights uh, that took place? Which ones? Uh, the last uh, fights, which were like Inouye, uh, Inouye and uh, Charlo versus... Um... The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Northern Tool and Equipment 
isn't just a store. It's a problem solver's paradise. Fully stocked with the right professional grade tools and fully staffed with experts who have the right answers. Problem solved. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our Memorial Day sale. Save up to 50% on lawn and garden equipment, fans, power tools, and more. Shop in store or online at northerntool.com. No, I don't think we did. We uh, we had, but I I didn't really see Rovers last fight. <laughs> well, we we well we can talk about them. So yeah, so since we're on that, um, yeah, I guess we did get to chat about those. But yeah, yeah. Uh, why not go for Joy? Let's start with Charlo since we're on the one brother, but the other one. Yeah, he took on uh, Montiel. Uh, and yeah, this was uh, for his WBC championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I watched that fight. I watched it in its entirety, and I thought that it was uh, a solid performance from Charlo. As far as uh, he pretty much won every round. Montiel proved to be tough as nails. Um, he was taking some some big shots, uh, but Charlo wasn't able to get him out of there. And I think the fighter, the fighting itself became a little bit, it came even better later on because of the fact that I think Charlo might have uh, spent himself somewhat going for the knockout early on when he had Montiel pretty much all but out of there seemingly on his feet. Uh, but Montiel refused to, refused to give up and uh, withstood the test. Yeah, I was a little. I mean, I was a little disappointed that Charlo didn't knock him out, but I guess you know, I know how tough those guys can be from from Latin America. So, yeah, yeah, he had only been stopped by, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Hami Mangia. Oh yeah, Mangia. <laughs> yeah, Mangia. So, um, I guess that says more about Bungia's pop, and maybe and one thing I said, maybe Charlo doesn't have the type of pop that he thinks he has, yeah, even though he's yeah. able to get people out of there. Um, some of it, I think, is going to come down to the timing, setting up the the, the perfect punches with him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have the right game plan. I don't know what it is, but he hasn't been. Scoring that many knockouts lately, <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, Mungia is still, you know, you know that guy who is, uh, yeah, kind of making waves, I guess, still <laughs> destroying. Yeah, yeah, I'll say, but yeah, Mungia actually fought, I think it was last week, uh, the, yeah, as well. Yep, got a TKO 6 over Sarah's Meta, the uh, guy who Triple G just yeah. recently fought. The Polish guy, yeah. Yeah, the Polish guy. So I this is Sheremeta uh, took his second Shere, loss. It's it's pronounced Sheremeta, I believe. Sheremeta, first name Camille. Camille. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is like a rather solid. I mean, he's not, of course, world class, but he was rather solid, I think. Uh, yeah, very good boxer, of yeah, course. Boxer. Uh, yeah, but he, he he can't punch because he has yeah. a low top percentage. He but that like means, a, yeah. He is a skill fighter for sure. Yeah. So I, I watched that, and I think it was uh, Mungia basically uh, continuing to come into his own. I, I really think that Jaime Mungia, his work under Eddie Reynoso, has uh, done him some benefit now uh, as he's moved forward. If I'm thinking right, he's, he is working with Reynoso, right, or am I thinking wrong? Oh. Let me see if I'm thinking right. I think he's working with Reynoso. I think Mungia is just simply one of the most exciting yeah, fighters. Yeah. Really, one of the most exciting. Not Renoso, it's uh, El Terrible, actually, because he's going to end oh, up fighting Canelo Morales. With, yeah, Eric Morales. So that's that's, that's what I meant, Eddie Renoso. So Mungia's work with uh, Eric Morales, I think it so far has been paying off. I see a, a, a bit more of a patient um, patient. Uh, Mangia and he, he seems to put his punches together better than when we saw him early on where he was really just you know fire fight fire with fire just going all in from uh from the start of uh, a fight but I think that his work with uh, Morales so far has him looking good he was actually in there boxing we know Morales was a great boxer 
And offensively, he, he was uh, one of the better Foxers we've seen over the last uh, 20, 30 years. Um, so I think that is helping with helping to refine Munguia's game. And he showed that in this fight with Sarah's meta, where he really just kind of just broke him down tactically over the course of the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just simply, I really love watching Munguia. He's one of the most exciting fighters today, especially among younger fighters. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be, I think, I mean, he's already a star, I guess. But he's going to, he mm-hmm. should be a major star, you know, also. Yeah. In the I agree. I agree. As he continues to get out there a bit more, and you know, early on when I had first saw him when he was a, a little bit younger and still a bit raw, um, I thought it was just, uh, you know, if he would have went up against one of the top guys at 154 at the time, which he was, was at, he would have had a lot of issues. But now I think that. He's he's really starting to come into his own. He's starting to understand uh, what he can do, understand boxing even more, just the game in itself. And I think that even here at 160, I can see him giving giving a lot of individuals some trouble. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, how he does with the elite of the elites. Um, but I think he's poised to be right up there with them, you know. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's got the right size, the right everything to succeed. Yeah, one sixty. That, and we can see him going up to even uh, what carrying it up to one sixty eight, one seventy five. He yeah, may end maybe. up one fifty five. Yeah, he's. <laughs> you know, he had that one fight where he kind of didn't look that great against uh, Dennis Douglas or so. I think it was. Or um. Hogan. Or maybe, I, yeah, that's right. And then, you know, some people were, oh, no, like, very down, like, very disappointed. I was like, it was just one fight. Come on. Like, and in the very next fight, he beat, I think, when he beat Spike or Salah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I watched that Hogan fight. Yeah, I thought Hogan edged him. But, yeah, I think that uh, Munguia is a better fighter now than he yeah. was. Then. If he were to fight Hogan again, I think he would stop him. I mean, everybody can have a, a lousy night, right? So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's all that was is a lousy night for him. But I think he's a better fighter at this point than he was a few years ago. And that's what you're looking for uh, with a top-level fighter. Are they improving? Are they getting better? And I think he certainly is. Yep, definitely. If you were to fight Jermall now, wow, that would be a yeah, it'd be very fight, interesting. firefight. Yeah. Yep, it, it would be very interesting. So on that same card, uh, this is where Beck the Billy took on uh, Rosado, Gabriel Rosado. You, yeah. You see- Situation where Beck the bully, his name is uh, Melikusiev. He's a Ukrainian or uh, Uzbekistan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a a real surprise. I thought that he would win, but Rosal one first knockout from uh, him, yeah. Rosal. <laughs> yeah, wow. That was. I guess that was uh, what it uh, what it was. It was the difference in experience in pro fights. Yes. Maybe that worked for Rosal. I don't. Know. Yeah, that that is what it was, uh, because of course, uh, uh, Melikusiev, um, yeah, Melikusiev, or Beck the Bully, as they call yeah. him. But he was, uh, hey, he was really pressing Rosado. Had he made Rosado take a knee uh, from body work, and it looked like that he was just legitimately about to just bully Rosado and get him out of there. And I think that in that sort of a moment or sequence prior to this uh, knockout, he may have been feeling himself a little bit too much and kind of coming in with his hands down. Just, And I think that he, he felt he could take uh, Rosado's punches, but he just uh, wasn't expecting this huge overhand right that uh, ultimately uh, took him out. Yeah, that's, that's why I like Rosado. You know, he really never gives up. He just, uh, you know, you can knock him down a little bit, get, get up and come straight at you and try to knock you out. So 
Yeah, huge credit to him. Yeah, we have to give it to him. Oh, solid vet who's still hanging in there. Uh, many people, myself included, thought it thought that uh, uh, Daniel Jacobs would just uh, run through him rather easily, but hey, he came away potentially winning that fight in the eyes of many. Um, yeah, and he's he's just continuing to show that he's he's more than just a simple journeyman. He he can still a player uh, here. In the sports, so he will fight anybody. But that's what what he's what I guess made his career uh, go down a bit because he took too many fights against guys who are better, simply yeah. know, like uh, Peter Quillen and uh, oh yeah, yeah, and Triple G, like he fought yeah, Triple uh, G. Yeah, yeah, he's in there with him. Yeah, he's been in with the who's who uh, in and around those weights. Yeah, so, so he simply, I guess, had a little bit too much. I don't know if it's too much confidence or, I, mean, I don't know, the money that kind of swayed him. I don't know what it was, but that was a mistake, I think. But, yeah, I think this goes to show for those fighters who are, you know, worried about an O or losing their O and whether that defines them as a fighter, hey, it it doesn't. You you learn from losses just as you do from wins. And oftentimes, uh yeah. Some of these hand me type wins that people get, they don't really learn from uh anything that takes place in that fight because they they probably have, have had better sparring in some of those situations. So mm. if if you continue to fight the best and you stay in there working then you definitely have to learn and get better from doing such. Just fighting these layups isn't going to going to improve you on that sort of world elite stage. And I think Gabriel Rosado is proof of that. So he can get in there with the, the most elite. He can get in there with the top prospects, and you can see what he does. Yeah, I mean, he will always uh... – I mean, uh, give it all he got and uh, put in a good performance, good enough. You know, so he hasn't really. <laughs> I don't think he's been, of course, against Tangul, but that was a long time ago. He was stopped in only two rounds. But oh, yeah. uh, in most other fights, he was, you know, he was kind of hanging on for a while before being stopped. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good stuff. So, Gabe Rosado, Philly fighter. Yeah. Um, that's good stuff. Um, also, let me see what do we have here. Oh, yeah. Um, Francisco Vargas fought uh, this Gonzalez guy. I can't think of his first name. Isaac Isaac Gonzalez. Francisco Vargas oh, took yeah, him on. Yeah. I was able to catch that fight. It was a pretty, fairly exciting fight. Um, but uh, Gonzalez... <laughs> Cruz or Isaac Cruz, uh, he basically, I thought he deserved to die and rightfully so. You know, Vargas had been through a lot of wars and uh, yeah. made his comeback not too long ago. Um, and kind of ruined by Berchelt, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah, and uh, he apparently had surgery to on his uh, eyes or whatever to help with, I guess, the uh, scar tissue or something of that nature. He still was cut during his fight, of course, as expected. Um, but yeah, he he's one of those guys who he had a pretty solid run. But um, yeah, as far as uh, title, con- him winning a title or anything of that nature at this point, yeah, I don't think I think that might be out of the window. Yeah, yeah, I I think so too. He's already won one, but didn't didn't get to keep it that long. Uh, so. Yeah. He's that kind of guy, you know, just comes along and, you know, wins the title against somebody who is on their way out, you know, as Salido was, right? That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he was, uh, and yeah, he's been in sort of like one of those fight of the year type things or maybe twice. He has a strong Uh, year, then next year it's not, I don't do so well anymore. So he made his uh, stamp, or he stamped his name in, um, in the game for what it's worth uh, with what he's done thus far. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at, oh, I see that uh, Felix Sturm actually is still fighting, huh? Oh, yeah, he came uh, back. Everybody, <laughs> never mind. 
I really don't know why what he's still <laughs> doing in the ring. He's like 42 now, and, but I, I know that he's had some uh, legal problems, something. I know <laughs> money, <laughs> of course. So oh, yeah, maybe he needs money simply. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I know he's, yeah. So, Felix Stern, back in the mix. So, Angelo Leo, who is this Bayweather promotion fighter, he got a victory over Almeida. I can't think of the guy's first name. I'm trying to see what it is. It was on that undercard of the um, Charlo uh, fight. And I thought that Almeida did enough to get the victory. He's a Mexican fighter uh, that not many people knew enough knew a ton about, but um, hey, he came in, you know, ready to fight and did his thing. But um, yeah, Leo got the victory there. Then, um, of course, uh, there was uh, Inouye versus Das Marinez. Uh, did you did you catch the aftermath of that? The knockout? No, not not yet, actually. Yeah. I think that week I was too busy watching the football European Championship. Yeah, yeah, that is going on. Yeah. I I, I tried to catch some stuff. I caught uh, Austria versus uh, North Macedonia when it first kicked off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a, little, a few weeks back right there, maybe. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nelia Inouye, yeah, he is legit. I mean, he's, he's top three times. <laughs> He, 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 hey, he might be in the argument for uh, sort of just like pure punchers, uh, biggest pure puncher in boxing. He's in that argument um, yeah. for sure. He can just simply punch, you know? Yeah, I think he doesn't get ranked as high as he should on top. I mean, pound for pound lists. That's one, one thing I remember I, I discussed with some this guy. Uh, I think- yeah, people are recognizing now yeah, even more now maybe, yeah. that he's uh he's legitimate. I think he's top three, definitely on yeah. Phone. yeah. Yeah, when I think about it, yeah, I think Canelo, I think him and and you know, then from there, you know, I feel like there's some interchangeable type of stuff that could go on, but uh maybe Crawford, though I would like to see Crawford get back in there soon, you know, with someone, um, which um, I haven't really heard anything about what's next for uh, Terrence Crawford. Yeah, that doesn't look like the fight, the fight with Spence is anywhere near to being made. <laughs> no, now, so we're going to get Spence, Manny Pacquiao. I don't think we mentioned anything about that, but um, what yeah. do you think of that fight at this stage? <laughs> He's like a bionic man. He's not really human. Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like some kind of robot. <laughs> yeah, Manny is uh, something else. He's still up in this thing, and he's uh, and he's legitimately taking on tough challenges. Reminds me of uh, Bernard Hopkins. Uh, you know, he really came into his own around these this age where Manny is, you know, or later in his uh, career. Um, and, and Manny seems to be like that. But um, unlike uh, with Hopkins, Manny has had some of his biggest fights when he was younger, but he's yeah. still out there doing the thing with Hopkins, just giving his style and him being that bit away. A lot of his biggest fights came later in his career. Yeah, you know? I think – Manny won his first world title and he was 20, 21, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And Manny has been at the height. He's, he's not even at the height, I would say, now that he was uh, probably like six years ago, six, seven years ago, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, Which when, is crazy. when he lost that fight to Jeff Horn, you know, everybody was like, you know, now he's finished, you know, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That was like four years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, that's even though he didn't deserve to lose that, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah a lot of people had wrote him off after that. Yeah, that was a close fight, definitely. I didn't score it, but I, I've seen it, and that was yeah, that was pretty close. Yeah, yeah a lot of rough house, house tactics from uh, Horn. Oh, yeah, which hey, he was good at. <laughs> yeah, more <Horn, laughs> like. <laughs> He thought he would like to come, yeah, the next Jeff Fennec or something 
Yeah, he was just very uh, limited uh, skill wise. Yeah. You know, he was tough, definitely. Yeah, but... yeah a swarmer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you could see his limitations. And I think Crawford basically, yeah, it, it was just like a dismantling. Yeah, it was a one sided fight. I saw it, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just basically dismantled him. But he wasn't um, able. Horn wasn't able to do anything that he wanted to do, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, the guy out of Australia now, I guess, is uh Tim Zhu. You know, he's like yeah. the big name now. You know, so yeah, see big things for him uh, if he continues to wave across uh, international waters and things. Yeah. <laughs> There, there is usually, I guess, some stigma, you know, against those guys whose fathers were big stars, you know. Yeah. But he does seem to have really genuine talent, and he hits hard also. So yeah, he does. He yeah. has really inherited his father's talent. It's just not yet certain how much, you know. Of, yeah, I think he's going about it the uh, right way. He's uh, slowly stepped up his competition, so hey, can't be mad at him for that. Yeah, um, he, I think he, uh, Connor Bean looks good as well. Yeah, Connor, <laughs> that's right. I don't know really. And then we have also Ricky Hatton's son who has started. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was going to mention he's one where the verdict is still very much out because um, he's just still. Super raw, and I guess he didn't have a ton of amateur fights. I saw but his first fight. His first yeah, he's fight. Right. he didn't really look. Yeah, he didn't. didn't yeah, I've seen look. both of his thus far. Now I think he has two. I've seen both of them, and he's he's just not very polished. But I think he didn't have much of an amateur career. Yeah, he's very young. Very young. He had a limited number of fights on the amateur side, but but yeah, the, I think the verdict's still out. They're gonna have to. Uh, Push him out, push him up slowly. They are, they're, they're going to have to do it slowly because otherwise, he defensively, he is not uh, not where he needs to be right now for sure. I think if you put together some things offensively. You can see that he has some, some he has something there on the offensive side, but definitely defensively, defensively, he's too limited. Um, that he's going to have to be pushed uh, pretty slowly. I think I saw the second fight as well. And I think he didn't he do a little better than in the first fight. I thought so. In the, the first fight, yeah, he got, yeah, he got hit quite a lot, especially in the early rounds. Yeah, yeah, and I know he went rounds in that second fight. Yeah, um, I think it went to full edition. Maybe both of his fights. Have yeah, I think so. Both maybe. Yeah, but yeah, he's but, very. He's like nineteen or something. I don't. Know. Yeah, and it can be done, you know, if, um, you know, of course, um, in matching him right as he's here early on in his pro career. Uh, but yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes uh, in terms the next of uh, generation. <laughs> next gen, next generation, they say. But yeah, the, definitely a lot of good stuff. I was gonna mention uh, the other thing with Inouyeway, so he'll take on the winner, uh, I reckon, at some point um, of. Uh, you know, Nito Dinea versus uh, John Riel uh, Casemiro. Very good. Which I think is going to be an exciting fight. Mm. Yeah, Casemiro, <laughs> uh, the dark horse. You never know yeah. what he's, he's going to uh, Zolani Tetti. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a puncher. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So he was supposed to fight uh, Guillermo Rigondeaux. So I don't know what happened, but uh, Rigo is not fighting but I thought that would have been a uh, cool one to see Rigo against uh, Casemiro. But um, yeah, I guess yeah, with Rigo, I guess he's not going to be fighting. So yeah, now it's going to be a Filipino clash. Uh, yeah. And I think that hey, it's going to be an interesting, interesting style clash because you know Donaire is a, a long uh, bantamweight. Um, I think that's where they're at. Yeah. And. Uh, and it's, it's just going to be interesting to uh, see how... Casimiro was a super flyweight, I believe, before, yeah. Casimiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, super flyweight, yeah, and then... Yeah. I think I'm going to 
you know, we were we had all pretty much real on here, but then he really surprised us. You know, first against you know, and yeah. Now, I mean, what was his last fight? I don't know. Well, he won it, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he beat uh, the Obali guy. Oh, Obali. yeah, yeah. yeah. Won. And I saw that fight. Wow, that was some knockout. Wow. I, I need to watch that one. That one I haven't seen. All right. So I have something over you. <laughs> A point for me, I guess. Okay, you have uh, of other ones from the, the 90s and early 2000s as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to check that one out. Um, but yeah, yeah, Donaire. Hey, you know what? I did not think that he would. Uh, I, I did not think he would be coming back like this at this stage of his career. Um, but you know, he had he had moved up, so he was facing some bigger guys and yeah. bigger punchers. And uh, That's so, yeah, I really thought he was done after that uh, Nicholas uh, Walker <laughs> fight, if you recall that one. Yeah, and uh, who else did he lose to after that? He also lost uh, to... I feel like Jesus Cuellar. Yeah, uh, yeah that Argentinian guy. Yeah. And Cuellar, of course, went seemingly just fell off the cliff from there. Yeah. He prior to that. But yeah, he lost to him. Um, there was someone else I think he was in there with as well in a uh, tough fight. That he lost um, a decision to, I can't recall exactly, but uh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. But for a while, he seems he was really struggling, and then he just yeah. found his mojo. <laughs> yeah, he moved back down in weight to, um, yeah. I guess, where he found success. Uh, yep, you know, 118, 122 pound area. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He's back in that mix, you know, so got to give it to him. And I didn't think he would actually uh, uh, make it to the finals of the uh, World Boxing Super Series when he was in there either, you know, so which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, quite an achievement. Indeed. Props to him in that regard. So, yeah, um, outside of that, I thought those are the main ones. uh, We did have that – Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder press conference, yeah. or lack thereof, that took place, you know. That's all that. <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? <laughs> it's a show always. You know, oh, that yeah. was funny when Tyson said, uh, this is going to be like uh, somebody, I mean, he got run over by an eight-wheeler or something. Oh, yeah, 18-wheeler. 18-wheeler, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's that he shrunk it up 100 pounds. Yeah, pretty much what you could expect him to say, of course. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That one, that fight is simply one that I didn't want to see, of course, being made. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, there's yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the big problem is we have seen Fury take uh, wireless hardest shot and just get up, you know. I mean, he didn't get up, of course, in that last round or first fight. You know, he took some yeah. time, but he did get up in time. Yeah, he did. He, he did. just went right right back at it like, like nothing and happened. Then, and he closed the fight in impressive fashion. <laughs> so... What can Wilder do now? That's like three, almost three years ago that fight was. Yeah, I, I think it, it's somewhat of a facade in the sense that we've been seeing a lot of these, Wilder with all these videos of him in training, yeah. sort of looking the part. Uh, they're <laughs> thinking about it from uh, uh, how he actually moves and showing that he, hey, I can actually box. Look at me when I'm hitting these pads. Yeah, so we'll see if it actually takes place when the fight actually kicks off. Though, was, you know? it, was it Malik Scott or who was his? Who is his? Yeah, name? Malik Scott is his trainer. Yeah, so yeah, and his spokesperson <laughs> apparently. So he got pretty angry at Tyson because he was kind of trying to say, "Oh, he's not. That's not going to help him. He didn't. He didn't yeah. really learn to box." You know. So Scott was like, "Oh, you can't say he didn't learn to box. You didn't see him." So that, yeah, 
<laughs> well, well, history has shown us that it's uh, definitely hard to turn it around. Turn it around this late, your yeah, career. Yeah, played really can't uh, can't be done. I mean, it's gonna be history or the anomaly. <laughs> I gotta go with the side of history, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see uh, if uh, Wilder's able to land one of those uh, big punches, and and we'll see well, how. Yeah. Maybe this time it will be slightly less one-sided than last time. That's all I can see. That maybe he can, Wilder can maybe hurt Tyson once or twice. But in the end, I don't see him winning yet. So I don't see him going down much differently than last time. Yeah, I would think that Wilder's best chance is uh, catching the... Very cold immediately as the fight starts. Yeah, <laughs> that's his best chance because I, I don't see him faring too well as it continues to go on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the problem for Wilder was when uh, Fury learned to punch, you know, how to maximize his power because in the first fight he wasn't able to really hurt him, of course. Yeah. So when he was finally able to hurt him, that was the end, you know, for Wilder. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and thinking about it, uh, yeah, that that could be a knock on Fury's career thus far. Just think about if he could punch in if, when he faced like Klitschko and others. Um, yeah, you know, just think about if he had that punch in the mix. And uh, yeah, hey, maybe yeah. he seemingly hey, he's one of those fighters. Hey, you can legitimately say is getting better. So mm. I'll see how uh, yeah, Wilder has a puncher's chance, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, Fury is so determined and he really works hard and he he is out there running, you know, almost every day. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, he's focused. Yeah, because before he didn't really, he was doing a lot of, you know, you know, stuff, funny stuff, like before he had that uh, breakdown, you know, but now he's really yeah. a changed man. He... You can see that this really means something to boxing. Yeah, being a champion. Yeah, so. Yep, without a doubt. All right, so we've gone at it hour five minutes right there. Not bad. (laughs) We call it a day? Yeah, we might just as well. (laughs) Cool. So on one of these next episodes, I think July 11th, I'm going to. Uh, there's this artist, his name's Fabian, released this album. I'm um, going to do a little interview with him. Oh, nice. Cool. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but I want to shout that out. Good Fabian, July 11. Yeah. Uh, I'll shoot you the album so you can check it out. Uh, All right, cool. <laughs> yes. All right. On behalf of 86 Boxing, Boxing Haven, hey, have a good one, everyone. Yeah. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.